Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM, The Ticket. This is Bronco Focus with the voice of Boise State Athletics, Bob Beeler. Six-point lead. Shaver hits them both. 73-67 Bronco. I think one more stop. One more stop and you have a championship. Sherfield right side. Baseline. Fade. Back iron, no good. Armoose rebounds, 12 seconds left. Count it down. Boise State is going to be outright champs in the Mountain West. Down to five seconds left. Key Jab's going to dribble it out. Three, two, one. There's the horn, and the Broncos have done it. Outright Mountain West champions. 1988-2022. Wow, I've been waiting all day. For this edition of Bronco Focus, Bob Beeler, welcome to the RowPaint.com studio. And uh, when they were three and four, Bobby, I'm not sure you expected that you'd be on that call last night with your partner, Ray, but that was indeed the case. How did this all happen, Bob? Well, they they played great defense all year. The offense uh, came around as the season moved along, and everybody seemed to know their roles and buy into their roles, and that's why we got here big picture after the game, I had a chance to interview a couple of players. Emmanuel Acott and Tyson Degenhardt stepped by. So did Coach Rice. And, and I'm going to preface this uh, with my answer, with Abe's answer, and then with Coach Rice's answer. Uh, the question was, when did he think he had a championship team? Abe said he thought it was after the Nevada game where we won on the road by 15. That would have been the eighth straight win in the winning streak. I took a little longer before I thought this was going to be a championship team. I thought when they won the three games in five days, including those two last-second shot games at Utah State and San Diego State on the road, I thought at that point we had a championship game. I was shocked with what Coach Rice gave me the answer, and he kind of said what this team did when they lost to Bakersfield and were 3-4 and four after the loss to St. Louis, this is his answer. I'll tell you, you're going to think I'm crazy, but here's what we did. When we were three and four, I put everybody up on the board that we were going to play. And I told these guys, guys, you know, it's tough to run it and win them all. But look at it. Let's take it game by game. And you tell me we can't beat everybody on that schedule. If we take it game by game and just here we go. And we had a little step ladder that we kept climbing in it. And sure enough, we didn't win them all, but we darn sure came close to doing it. 21 out of 23. Yeah, and... They sat there and they nodded their heads. And then they were like, yeah, we can do this. When we broke it down, you know, and, and so it didn't look like a huge task because it was. But they, they, they stayed in the moment better than any team I've ever coached. And we did that. We just put one team up on the board and we went and battled our tails off and it took everything we had. And it was every game. It seemed like uh, they just focused so intently on the one game Whatever they needed when it came to crunch time, I've not seen a team in person that's been as better at finding ways to win late, whether you need a defensive stop, whether you need a block shot, whether you need a turnover, whether you need somebody to make a last-second three. This team seemed to be able to come up with whatever was necessary. But the move of the year was putting Tyson Degenhardt into the starting lineup, and in the first six games of the season that he came off the bench, he averaged two points, one rebound, made five of 15 shots, and one of eight from three. So nothing in the first six games on the floor said, start me, start me, start me. It's something a coach saw in practice as the team was developing, and uh, Tyson, after the game, talked about his development why he was able to become the player he was. 
I think it got a lot better. You know, uh, that first game I was really nervous, uh, not expecting, you know, not being it being the first game I started. But I think just getting comfortable and getting into a rhythm really helped me. And uh, with playing with the guys around, around me has been great. They they trust me to make the right reads, and I trust them to make the right reads. So it's a, it's good all around. He's going to be the freshman of the year as a starter, averaged better than 12 points, shot better than 50% from the field. Uh, I think it was around 46% from three as a starter. Easily the move of the year, easily uh, going to be the freshman of the year for Tyson Degenhardt. And uh, when you look at move of the year, everybody started to buy into their roles. When Degenhardt moved to the starting lineup, the team took better shot selection, and it just seemed like the chemistry was much better. But to me, I thought it was appropriate that last night the team clinched the game on defense. Nevada did not get a basket in the final four minutes and 45 seconds of the game. Manuel Acott talked about what the team was able to do defensively. We're, we've just been resilient. You know, we have that, that edge that, you know, want to, you know, play defense and compete. And, I mean, it's so lost for words right now. But, you know, we're not done. we got the tournament coming up. So we're definitely ready for that. And I'm going to give you a couple of notes heading into the, I guess, the final meaningless regular season game against Colorado State heading into the tournament. I don't think that they'll have to do anything. I think that they're there in the NCAA tournament. I think they're playing for seeding now. But I think Kijab has really emerged as a leader, as a guy that's going to will this team across the finish line. I think he's played himself onto the first team All-Mountain West in his last three performances because his numbers and scoring was what I thought was maybe going to hold him off the first team. His defense, his leadership, et cetera, has been there all season. But because Boise State has been such an ensemble scoring cast, the fact that he's had better than 20 in each of the last three games I think it's going to do it and get him on the first team, at least in my books. And then the other thing that I'm really encouraged about, Emmanuel Acott looked so much healthier last night, moved so much better, shot the ball so much better. He had 16 points, made 6 of 11 shots. He just he just looked like himself like he did early in the season. I think the four games he missed had, had taken his toll trying to get him back, but I think the games before the four games he missed, I think he was trying to play through a knee and wasn't at 100%. So I'm encouraged with the way Kijab is emerging and Acott is getting back to normal and the rest of the guys, it's kind of what you see is what you get. But uh, this team, I think, is, is a team in every sense of the word. And uh, last night was one of the more fun nights I've had on the air ever. Focus report. That's my best Bronco focus segment of my favorite of all time, Bob. Nicely done. I didn't know. As a matter of fact, I was complaining a little bit last night because I like to complain. Shocking, I know that. <laughs> uh, about the defense. I didn't know that about the last four and a half minutes. You brought me some new information. That was beautiful. And that kind of justifies, you know, what I thought was uh a, you know, I wasn't worried about the defense. I just it was just more of an observation on an otherwise beautiful night. That tells me that this defense, even with some of those struggles early on in that game, is absolutely locked in. Well, four out of five games, Boise State's offense down the stretch has scored, excuse me, has shot better than 50%. Yeah. And there are some good offensive teams. UNLV and Nevada are both by far better offensively, in my opinion, than they are defensively. San Diego State would be, in the other direction, a better defensive team. But I think this team now, more so than in the early part of the season, you know, they can kind of go both ways. They can win a game offensively, as we've seen, and they can win a game defensively as well. So I, I think this team is, is ready. I think the tournament, if you're going to do the double, if you're going to win the regular season and the tournament, I think it's going to be a tough road to hoe. You're probably going to see either this Nevada team on Thursday or maybe New Mexico. Both teams have some guys that can score. Both are more offensive teams than defensive teams. And then you're probably going to have to win two out of three games against, or two of, win games against two of these three teams, Wyoming, uh, Colorado State, and San Diego State. So if you're going to win the tournament, you're going to have to earn it. Do you practice 
calls like that, uh, Bob, you know, like if you get an opportunity to call the championship moment when you're driving in your car or whatever, you're, you're, you're sitting on the toilet. I don't know, Bob. And you're thinking, Hey man, how do I want this to sound there? How's what's your, what's your, uh, What's your process? You, do, you don't practice it, but I think as you're heading down the stretch and when you have a game where you, you head down the stretch and you know they're going to win or you have a pretty good idea they're going to win, you try to get what you think are the important things. The fact that they're going to win the championship, the fact that uh, how much time's left, who has the ball, and then Abe, Abe punctuated it with the, the year of the last you know outright championship and the, uh, the one of this year. So I was pretty pleased with it, and uh, certainly when you win – I think my call was probably better than uh, John Ramey at Nevada. I don't think he probably had the same excitement as I did at the end of the game. I love it, Bob. Hey, well done, man. Thank you. Bob Beeler, Bronco Focus. Did you see Andy Avalos at the game last night wearing a basketball jersey with his former football number 40? What's going through Andy Avalos's mind getting ready for spring ball? That's next. College Football Hour. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket.